0: Attenti, attenti. Welcome to We Have Ways of Making You Talk with me, Al Murray and James Holland. Uh, and it's uh, the 30th of May. We're recording this today. We'll go out tomorrow. Um, what was happening in... Uh, let's do it. 1939, 30th of May. Doesn't matter. 1940, 30th of May. We're in dun- middle of Dunkirk, aren't we?
1: Middle of Dunkirk, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. 1941,
0: 30th of May. What's happening?
1: They're gearing up for... Uh, well, it's Crete, obviously.
0: Yes, Crete. Okay. 30th of May, 1942, uh, Gazala Line Battle. Yeah. Uh, 30th of May,
1: 1943. Um, not a lot, actually, because uh, not in the <laughs> West anyway, because um, um, dams Raiders has happened a couple of weeks before. There you go. Uh, 30th of
0: May, 1944, Eve of Overlord. Eve um, of uh, Overlord. And, 30th and of May, also
1: Rome about to fall.
0: Yeah. And 30th of May, 1945, uh, it's finished. N- nothing of interest. Well, Good there much you much go. Much. Um, there's our uh, round roundup. But really, Jim... <laughs> Um, we
1: and quick fire I like
0: that. Uh, yeah, there's nothing wrong with a bit of quick fire, is there? But right. really, we have a lot to talk about because we. I'm still. I'm not foot sore. Um, funnily enough, I'm sort of mind sponge sore because we yes. last week. If you've been following us on the on our socials as um, uh, so a key
1: influence we made a tri- we I. made a
0: trip to the netherlands we made a trip to the six netherlands and we had a great time <laughs> in in and arnhem and arnhem
1: <laughs> and we
0: we crossed many bridges we crushed many bridges and uh, <laughs> so basically um last week James and I went on a trip with tripsmiths, and 45 is it 45 t- in 45 total, 45 of our um uh listeners keen it? It punters keen keen punters and we did that, um decision at Nijmegen, I think, would be what you'd call day one. Our first, our first sort of, we sort of, because we, we, we went in the morning and we got there at lunch, uh, sort of after lunch, so we did decision in Nijmegen. We, Look to, we, looked
1: at the Grav Bridge.
0: Yeah, looked at the Grav Bridge. Look to, looked
1: at the, the drop zones for 82nd um, Airborne, drop zone yep. O, E. Yeah, yeah. And then we went to the pub. <laughs> 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 so went to the Blue way. Hand.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, which just expensive. as I remembered it. Yes and and uh, that was once a, I got I mean, my bearings. Yeah once you've got your bearings once we are up at the top I mean the interesting thing is you know I don't know what your impression general impression is dear listener of uh, Holland uh, the Netherlands is it's flat but we've been we went up and down hills um for 4 days
1: didn't we basically We did and we kept saying it literally every 20 minutes of course it's flat in Holland
0: Yeah I mean it's extraordinary that 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 of all the of all the bits of Holland to land it, but the, anyway, <laughs> but the, that Grava Bridge that is that is quite an extraordinary story, isn't it? Um, of uh, you know that they essentially coup de main that bridge. They, they did.
1: I, I think. Let's just do very very quick recap. Yeah. So the, the whole idea was that there were three divisions dropped. Yeah. Southernmost was 101st Airborne, the Screaming yep. Eagles, Band of Brothers, yep. all the rest of it. And yep. They were down there in the Eindhoven neck of the woods. Yes. Uh, and so they're the first people to open up a passageway for 30 corps who are start, starting on the Dutch-Belgian border yep. and driving a 64-mile thrust roughly northwards. Yes. And there's all these rivers they've got to get across. So yep. so Eindhoven is the first sort of confluence of rivers, not least the one at Zon. Yep. And then the second lot is around Nijmegen. Yeah. And that's where the 82nd All-Americans are dropping. Under our uh, friend of the show, General Jim, Sim, Jim Gavin. Jim Gavin, yeah. And then, of course, it's Arnhem and the British 1st Airborne Division. Yeah, yeah. So... And Polish 1st Independent Parachute Brigade. Yes. And, of course. And the 82nd Airborne, the, the southernmost bridge that they've got to capture is the one at Grav, which is the largest in Europe at the time. The yeah. longest, Yeah, I should say. Yeah. And they do it by this fascinating coup de man operation by, by dropping a company um company e easy company of of the uh, first battalion of the 504th on the southern side yeah and the bulk of the 504th parachute infantry regiment of three battalions to the north east of the grav bridge yeah what's known as drop zone o or oscar yeah I mean, what's
0: fascinating about it, though, is is that that's a parachute coup de main. You know, p- people who've r- read about Arnhem and talked about Arnhem uh, or, or, or Market Garden rather often say, "Well, why not glide a coup and all that sort of stuff?" But, the, but but what the 82nd there do is 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 an abs- is a completely effective parachute coup de main where they land in a they land in a field, you know, 200 meters from the from the bridge itself, and take it in an instant before anyone has time to basically pull up their trousers and get off the toilet I mean it, it, it it's the most yeah. ex, it's the most extraordinary um thing and that bridge that bridge is so imposing and so vast and it's the same bridge um as it was in in 1944 that you really you do get you do get a sense of how important it is to the to the whole operation and that's one of the the interesting things about it is that it's the bridge that one of the bridges that um uh Jim Gavin elects to seize um, you know, at H hour on that operation, whereas of course there's another bridge,
1: <laughs> which we've talked about. An awful... I mean, if you're a regular, well, listener... it is really interesting, and one of the reasons why they get this absolutely so quickly yeah. is because um, left Lieutenant uh, Rocco Johnson, who's yeah. one of the platoon commanders in Easy Company of the of the first um, uh, sorry second five hundred fourth, yeah. He has the foresight to realise that the green light has come on a little bit too soon, and they're over yeah. buildings, and so he wait gives it a few, yeah, and then jumps, and so consequently they they land in the polders that you know in the field flat fields north of of the town of Grave, yeah, and really close, and we we stood we we overlooked those fields, didn't we? We we, yeah. we were there, we could see it. It was a yeah. sort of largely one would imagine an unchanged landscape, and that was very yeah. interesting, and it really was you know a couple of hundred yards. Southwest yeah. of, I mean, it, of it, where it, the, where where the southern end of the bridge was. Very
0: Pegasus Bridge
1: reminiscent. In, in, yes, but the, the, of... the difference, of course, is, is yeah. that is that unlike Pegasus Bridge, that is not on the front line. That's not on the Atlantic no. Wall equivalent. No. But, you know, there's no defence line there. Yeah. So although there is a really, really rudimentary defence of all the bridges, it is absolutely rudimentary because the front line for the Germans is down on the Belgian border yeah. where thirty Corps are about to set off. That's, yeah, the, the, that's the front line, yeah. as yeah. as it were. And, and there's nothing much in between except that around Arnhem, unfortunately, 2SS Panzer Corps is sort of getting itself together and, and regaining its balance and bringing in new recruits and so on. Mm. And then... At Nijmegen, you've also, to the to the east, you've got the Reichswald and Cleve and Goch just inside yeah. the German border, where there are also troops, albeit, again, very rudimentary troops. And it is yeah. troops from the 406th Infantry Division, which has been hastily cobbled together from odds and sods and stragglers and training battalions and replacement battalions and yeah. Volksgrenadiers and all the rest of it. You know, yeah. really, really kind of third, fourth tier troops. Yeah. If that who've been who've uh, been digging ditches
0: and stuff as well as, well as trying to exercise, yeah. so they're all exhausted as well. So and, and,
1: and under equipped, yeah, operating yeah. on foot or by train using, or whatever, uh, using the
0: phone networks. They haven't got any, uh, any radios and all that and stuff.
1: Yeah, and th- and they're in Nijmegen and they're the they're the guys holding the bridges. So yeah. when lots of kind of amazingly good-looking square-jawed American paratroopers <laughs> suddenly start running to them with bazookas and hand grenades and tommy yeah. guns, they do what any ill-trained troops would do and just go hand a hock. Yeah. Yeah. Or get but not all killed. of them. But, but not, not, not all, all of them. Because they're no.
0: sticky enough to, to, to resist attempts to get to the bridge on the, on the evening of the 17th. This is what's so interesting. Because- yeah, the main Nijmegen bridge. Yeah, the main Nijmegen bridge. Yeah, yeah, because what we what we 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 talked to. I mean, when we the next, so that was the first. The first thing we did was look to the gravel bridge, and then and and then uh, and then the G, one
1: uh, TZO, uh, yes, um,
0: yes, and yes, uh, bridge, and, uh, bridge and seven then, and bridge ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that so there was a selection of bridges that eighty second could take over the over the um it, uh, the canal, but because there's, I mean, after all, the, the the interesting thing taking the coach. We kind of took the coach. We took the coach from Brussels to Nijmegen, and you kind of end up. On a dual carriageway that runs parallel to Hell's um, Highway, yeah. t- to the to the road that 3rd, Thirty Corps, 2nd Army took.
1: <laughs> I love the fact that Horrocks called it the club route. <laughs> That's really cool. And, and the Screaming Eagles chris- rechristen it Hell's Highway. It's like the contrast of different cultures. Yeah, if you want your contrast of
0: styles and cultures, there, there it is. Well, I think <laughs> we're taking the club route, oh boy. But I mean, it's. It, it, I think it's.
1: I mean, It's <laughs> really funny.
0: But, but, but the old road is sort of. You, you see the old road. And when we stood at the bridge at Gravel, what was very interesting is you got because because it seems to be essentially unchanged in the landscape. You got a sense of what the issues are advancing up that road because you can see an awfully long way yeah. um, uh, across the across the polder. Across you've got raised roads, you've got strips of trees and strips of cover, so you could see that um, you know if you're driving along a great thrust of armoured vehicles in a column along a road and there's someone someone far enough away you know with a, with a gun powerful powerful enough to fix you from far enough away that you can't do anything about it say a tiger or a panther or something yeah you're really 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 exposed and and you know you we got a glance of that at at, at grava Yeah. but the thing the thing i think is really interesting that we we, we ended up talking about a lot was the 406 core felt they do this thing where basically they dis, disrupt they disrupt gavin and what Gavin's trying to achieve at Nijmegen I'm um, pretty pretty effectively and we talked about this idea that he's inside that he's OODA, OODA loop didn't we
1: yeah,
0: yeah. Is, what's what's the OODA loop uh, which is your observe, decision observe, observe
1: orientate orientate decide, decide act. act and basically what happened and this was designed by this this was created by a fighter pilot wasn't it an american yeah, fighter yeah. pilot yeah
0: yeah yeah who came up with this way of you know, how you how you assess things and how you then make a decision and then how you act upon it. And ba- or the idea that that's what you're trying to do when you're in command. Mm-hmm. And basically, Corv felt that, uh, and it's come, you know, 406 Division, they put Gavin in a position where whatever he tries to do, they've actually already thought of it. And when he tries to get to the bridge, they've already thought, well, he's going for the bridge. And then they assess, well, he's clearly defending a drop zone on the other side of the Grosbeck Heights or a landing zone so we if so we need to attack that to disrupt him so he's he's always robbing peter to pay paul to deal with these different things that the 406 are throwing at him and and that was really really that's really really interesting because they're not in the record particularly in the historical record because their officers were all killed they don't write them they don't yeah, write was them
1: the the wasn't it? it was a, exactly. a general
0: Exactly. They don't write themselves Guess into kill. the history books the way that Sepp Kraft does at Arnhem, where he writes himself into the history and makes sure he sort of um is a, is someone that you know, we we talk about the craft blocking line, the spindle blocking line in Arnhem. And four oh six aren't in there, which and we we
1: The virility of my troops won the day. <laughs> yeah. But but that led me That's to Sepp thinking Kraft, by the way.
0: that led me to thinking, Jim, right? We talked a lot about Urquhart. Uh, uh, you know, flapping around like a great wet hen, and all that sort of thing. When we got to Arnhem, Urquhart absenting himself from his headquarters, chasing, um, chasing three power up up the Tiger Route, up the Central Route with Lathbury. But I ended up thinking it doesn't matter that all that stuff because when we were on the when we were standing on the battlefield, I was I was particularly disparaging about Urquhart, right, and and very down on him and the decisions he makes. I don't think I think he could have. I think he could have stayed put. He could have stayed with his headquarters. He could have done anything, but the Germans were inside his U-Loop, regardless. And you look—all it takes to knock Gavin off his—it's it, not much. It's
1: basically—it's—it—it—it—it's well, it, 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 worth just 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 mentioning the setup. So you've got—you yeah, got sorry sorry—you've got getting... the low ground around Grave, yeah, um, and around Bridge Number Seven. So, so you've yeah. got you've you've got you've got the River Mars, which turns into yeah. the Murs, as yeah. in. Infamously at Sedan and all the rest yeah, of it, yeah. where the Germans overran the French in nineteen forty. Yeah. Um and at D Not and stuff like Ronald's. Yeah, yeah. Then you've got the Mars val canal. Yep. Which is no small canal, let me tell you. You know, no, it's, no, a, no. It's, it's a, a vast good, thing, yeah. What would you say? Sixty yards wide, something yeah, 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 like yeah. that, seventy yards wide. It's a yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a, a decent chunk. Yeah. So you've got to take one bridge. There's 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 seven, eight, nine, ten. Um, along there you only need one and they get that immediately Heumann yeah then you've got the river Val which is also incredibly wide and it basically becomes the Rhine when it joins what's known as the upper Rhine which is the river that goes through Arnhem but but the one at Arnhem is not as wide as the one at Val at Nijmegen no but overlooking Nijmegen to the east and to the southeast is the Reichs uh, is is the Grossbeak Heights? Yeah, and this is what Gavin, who is the commander of the 82nd Airborne, gets his gets a little bit over obsessed with. And and these heights are not we're not talking about massive heights, but but they are they are a notable bit of high ground. Yeah, and um, they're undulating on the top. They're mainly forested. But on the other side is a big, wide-open space which runs down to the Reichsfeld, which is the border forest between Netherlands and Germany. Yeah, yeah. And it is on that far side that they are—they put drop zone, landing zone T. Yeah, Tango. And this is the one that that um, Corps felt the 406th Infantry Division, this hastily put together kind of hopscotch of, of of not very good troops. That's the one that, that's attacked. And also on the night of the 17th of, of September, D-Day for Operation Market Garden, troops from the 39th um, Replacement and Training Battalion are ordered up onto the Grosbeak Heights to infiltrate the American positions yeah. and confuse yeah. them.
2: Yeah.
1: And it doesn't matter whether they're firing a machine gun or not firing a machine gun. The point is they're there and the Americans have to... Um, Do something about them. They have to kind of, you know, uh, um, winkle them out but but unbeknown to Corfelt, or maybe he's anticipated it. This is the point of obsession for Gavin. These heights, yeah. holding the high ground. I've got to hold the high ground. Yeah. And where does this come from? This comes from his experience with the 504th um, yep. uh, Parachute Infantry Regiment in Sicily, where you yep. know they're going to the Piano Lupo, which is the uh, high ground, sort of um, uh, north east of of Jella, where where the main American landing is, and. They're also, um, you know, it's high ground in in Normandy as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, but it's con- it's, but
0: it's, I mean, we talked about this, I mean, endlessly, uh, where we were there. It's that it's a, it's, airborne operations are unconventional, but he's thinking he's thinking conventionally is what's happening here. Yes, it, that the, he's he's got his conventional infantryman head on or divisional commander head on, and thinking I need high ground in order to in order to be able to control the battlefield, but 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 in order to do that. Because he's robbing Peter to pay Paul, he can't do everything all at once, um, uh, and so opts for the high ground over the bridge, which is his. Which is his.
1: Which so, his so his, So he's It's interesting because his pre-drop plan is absolute number one priority: get the Graf Bridge. Yeah, and and, the, and a bridge across the um, Val um, yeah. Mars canal. Yeah, which they do. Yeah, the other equal top billing priority is to get the Peak Heights. Yeah, which they do. Yeah. The next priority, so, you know, target three yeah. is the Nijmegen Road Bridge. Yeah. But they've got to secure their base before they can do that, which means yeah. getting the high ground, getting those earlier bridges, because the problem is, is that if they if they don't get those early two bridges, then they won't be relieved by 30 core. Yeah. yeah if yes, they don't the get the Nijmegen is- Bridge, if they don't get the Nijmegen Bridge, first British First Airborne won't be relieved yeah. by 30 core, yeah. but at least the 82nd will be all right.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, so he's making sure he's making sure he's he's got the the, the entrances open, but he hasn't sorted out the exit sort yeah. of thing. And so so he can be re- so he can be relieved. Entrance that, and, and what's it? Yeah. Egress. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it it was fascinating though because the the high ground, the, the, you know, it, it's it it does dominate. The, the um the area, the Grisbeck Heights, you 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 see it you see it from far yep. off. It really does. So if if that's how you if that's how you're approaching the problem, you can see but, why they made that decision.
1: But also but the way they're landed. So you've got the five hundred and fourth, they've been given a big job, which is to get the Grave Bridge and the Hyman Bridge, yeah. which they yeah. do. And they yeah. do it very, very quickly. Yeah. You've then got the five hundred and fifth at the back of the of the grossbeak Heights, on the kind of yeah. southern side of it. Yeah. And there are clear routes around the grossbeak Heights, to the north between the, the River Val and the edge of yeah. the grossbeak Heights, which is quite a comparatively steep escarpment. Yeah, And that's very close to the German border at Beek and yeah. Weiler and Ziflik, yeah. these little villages. Yeah. And then to the south, you've got Meek, Mook, uh, Mook rather, yeah. the village of Mook, um, which is, is also a very obvious sort of access point. Yeah. And you've got the Mars. Yeah. So you can see why the 505th is there, but that's given an awful lot for the 508th in the north. They've got to secure drop zone T, yeah. then secure Beak, then yeah. get into into um, Nijmegen and take the road bridge. Yeah. So it's too much for one parachute infantry regiment. The problem is, is what they don't do is they never split up the parachute infantry regiments. Yeah. So although, although one battalion of the 505th is landing on drop zone T, each each Parachute infantry regiment is given its own set of tasks. Yeah. So it's not like you could go, okay, well, why don't we have one battalion of the five hundred and eighth go straight for the straight for the bridge? Yeah. And one from the five hundred and fourth in drop zone O just go hell for lever for the bridge. Then you've got yeah. two you've got two battalions or whatever, you know, two that's four companies going yeah. hell for lever for Nijmegen, and the rest will just have to make do and do the best they possibly can. Yeah. And they don't do that. and and, and that's because the gross peak heights have also been highlighted in the early planning for Comet, which is the precursor, yes. which has been been poured over by General Urquhart, obviously, because yeah. Comet is just going to be first airborne division. Yeah, and those his intel is his intel is passed on to Gavin, isn't it? Yeah, well, and, it and it just I'm, confirms is already his, his 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 way of thinking, which is high ground trumps everything.
0: Well, and and after all. Market Garden is is you know Super Comet. It's no it is it, what yeah. they start start calling it to start with, because it's it's an upgraded version of Comet, because you because you're worried about what the enemy can do at the yeah. different places like the Peak Heights as well as at Arnhem. You know it's upgraded because of the German presence. So you can see that you can see that oh well in which case we better deal with that German presence. But 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 I I, I mean I I was struck at Nijmegen. I was struck by the distances which were which have which are vast. He's really spread you know the butters spread very spread very thin on the toast isn't it Yes, um, for, you know it's ink spots really yeah, it's, it's
1: wartime ration butter isn't it
0: yeah ex- absolutely and it's ink they're ink spots really yeah. rather than a c- contiguous um divisional area um is the is the is the interesting thing I mean it, I, I I found I mean I found all of that really really fascinating and the sort of um you know the the, the that in the end, they, they and we went to where the scene of the river crossing that they, that they do on, um, you know, they have to that they end up having to do in assault boats, um, once the uh, Second Army have arrived on the on the Wednesday, isn't it? They do. Uh, yeah. The, 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 we went to the site of that, and you think, God, bloody hell, this is this yeah. is really really hardcore, and this is the, the situation they've got themselves into. The only way to get to the to, to take the bridge is to assault it by crossing the river.
1: Well, yeah, and it's just it's so it's so frustrating, isn't it? Because because you know two companies go forward in, in yep. to Nijmegen on the night of the 17th, but one of them gets lost. Because it's and, and and let's be fair, it's dark. They've got quite yep. a long way to go. Yep. There's blackout in Nijmegen. They've never yep. been there before and and you know studying of aerial maps and all the rest of it and aerial yep. photographs only take you so far. They yep. get lost. So it ends up being just one company going forward. And as we know, companies going forward are, you know, a hundred men or whatever. It's it's not a you know it's two platoons, yeah, which are reduced so in size. And you know, you're talking about you know forty men, yeah, actually doing that in the lead. Yeah. If that, yeah, and they've been warned that there are potentially SS troops around. As it turns out, there aren't. Yeah. But when they hear troops up ahead, they immediately assume their SS and think, oh, OK, and they take the post office, which is what they've, they've been told where the detonating device yeah. is. Yeah. And they've got that. So they think, OK, well, well, to a large extent, you know, we don't need to worry about the bridge blowing up anymore because we've got the detonating stuff. Yeah. And so Gavin thinks he's got a bit more time on his hands than he actually has. Yeah, yeah. And the following morning, they're all set to kind of right, well, really go for the br- for go for the bridge. So you can understand the process of pulling the troops back on the first yep. night. Yeah, because you think, well, we've got time tomorrow. We've still got that window tomorrow where we can go in force. But then the four hundred and six do that counterattack on drop zone T. Yeah, that has to be seen off because you've got a, you've got the second lift that afternoon. So you can understand Gavin's decision making process. Yeah. So consequently, it's not until the early afternoon that that's secure, and then he's thinking, right, okay, I'm going to go all out for the bridge now. By which point, Browning sort of goes, who who's dropped with his core, his core headquarters completely needlessly, yeah. then yeah. throws a kind of spanner in the works by going, I'm not sure. I think we should maybe wait for thirty quarters.
0: Yeah, although I think, I think, you know, I think that's not necessarily a bad decision because Browning's thinking, wait, let's get wait for the muscle. You know, if you right, if, but, if, but, if but if in that moment, in, you know, because well, well, I know, I know, we know that we know that that's the moment where where, where it's in the balance, and, and of course, v- vigorous action might have taken the enabled them to take the bridge then and there. But you can also see why Browning might think that.
1: You know, because you, you if, absolutely because, can because see.
0: if they think they ran into SS at the bridge, which is after all why they didn't bother going in, they, they, they surely assume there's more of them there by now, and so you and you there were. That, And there were.
1: And and, And there were. By the time they would have, if they'd launched it that evening, say six o'clock, which is what Gavin, roughly around then, Gavin was planning, they would have come up against the 10th SS. Yeah. So, yeah, I I agree. It's not quite as bad a decision as, uh, 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 you know, retrospectively it seems. Yeah. Yeah. The problem is for the the disruptive work of the 406th has... I think it's less than taking it on the on the night of the seventeenth that's the problem. I think it's the missed opportunity of taking it on the morning of the eighteenth, which is really the crux of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's what he's planning to do and he can't because he has to deal with his other problems. And that's that's indicative of the fact that you're you're too thinly spread. There just isn't quite enough to do what you want to do. And it's the tyranny of the second lift.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Whereas if they hadn't had to
1: protect that, they could have just gone straight, you know. So so well well they could have gone
0: straight for it. Exactly. And this, after all, is the is the, the the principal lesson that's then taken to varsity is you don't you can o- you only do what you can do in one lift. You only land who you can land in one lift. Yeah. You don't you don't wait and defend your um your your, your dra- landing zones. Your drop zones. But, but, my, ta-
1: but, but, but my conclusion of the 82nd yeah. Airborne <laughs> is successfully fulfilled the plan, but yeah. it was the wrong plan. Yeah, there we go.
0: There we go. Well, we're going to take a break and then inevitably we'll move on to Arnhem which I I I cuz I tried to move things onto Arnhem straight away earlier but Jim wouldn't have it. Um no, we'll see we got to
1: with Jim Clavin. Got to deal with. Jim we've got
0: to deal with him. <laughs> we'll see you in a moment. Welcome back to We Have Ways to Make You Talk with me, Al Murray and James Holland. Um, before, we, before we dive deep into the the, the swirling whirlpool of opinion, um, um, uh, this July, um, may, many of you may be aware of this, but maybe not. And, and anyway, we want to nudge you if you are and you haven't made your mind up yet. This July, we're holding our second annual summer festival. It's called We Have Ways Fest, and it takes place from Friday, July the 22nd to Sunday, July the 24th. That's the 22nd of July to the 24th. We've got three tents with all of the best Second World War historians coming in to talk about their specialisms. So Max Hastings on Winston Churchill, Rana Mitter on the war in China. And if you've heard Rana on the podcast, I mean, that's going to be fantastic. Katrin Himmler on being a descendant of a senior Nazi and carrying that surname. 40 speakers in all, covering all sorts of topics. Plus, we've got um, a 50 plus military vehicles uh, 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 collection including a T-34, Sherman tanks, a Centaur, a Grant. Oh, we've got a Grant. Oh, I love yep. a Grant. Um, plus, we'll be firing a 3.7-inch anti-aircraft gun at the end of every evening um, with glasses in hand. Searchlight
1: this, yeah searchlight, yes, yeah, searchlights,
0: And a searchlight so um, we we can pick out some poor benighted duck or something in the night sky and give him the driver's life. Uh, there'll be lots to eat and drink and it's a great way to spend time with like-minded people a um, perfect summer weekend i would argue for details on speakers hardware and how to get tickets go to wehavewaysfest.co.uk that's wehavewaysfest.co.uk buy your tickets we'll see you there i hope right now so on to, on to arnheim um, <laughs> um so we so uh we did we did we we discussed all of this and were very much very much coach bound for a lot of the first sort of segment of the tour. And then we went to Arnhem, or rather, we didn't go to Arnhem. We went out to Hilsum, mm. um, which is uh, where the Airborne Memorial is, which is essentially where um, it's kind of southern proximate. end of drop
1: zone X, isn't it?
0: Yeah. And it's proximate to, to the two para, second parachute battalion um, RV from where they then set off to get to the Arnhem um, road, well, bridges at Arnhem, because there were two after all. Yeah. And we walked that, 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 so kind of seven and a half miles,
1: wasn't it? Yep. The Lion Route, as it was called. Lion Route, which is the southernmost. Exactly most the route. same route. Exactly the same route. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The oldest road in
1: it, it, uh, along into Arnhem.
0: And I, I mean, we, you know, it took us three hours, didn't it? Didn't it? And obviously, yeah. we weren't, we weren't whip fit, um, uh, paras, highly motivated elite troops. We
1: were, um, mainly middle aged blokes. And the, <laughs> But we didn't have any enemies shooting at us. But then, on the yeah. other hand, nor did there weren't that many enemies shooting at line, people on the line. Well, break, yes, but you know, I've
0: been back and had a look at that, and I think what's what's quite interesting is they did they did encounter a fair deal of um, of 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 resistance. But it's how they chose to deal with those contacts, and uh, what, what's really, I think, what's really interesting is two power are kind of under strength. He's only got four hundred and eighty riflemen, so, four hundred eighty four riflemen. Yep. He's not, he's not at the strength that the other two parachute battalions are, and certainly not got the, the, the freedom the, of poverty. The, well, well, there's a bit of that, but also, you know, Frost is known as a thruster, right? Which is why he's been told to go get the bridge, and his plan goes wrong because, after all. Victor Dover's company is supposed to go over the railway bridge, and then attack, <clears throat> approach the road bridge from the south, while the rest of the battalion goes yeah. around the around the top. And, of course, uh, and and that's an important. That's that's really interesting that 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 they are thinking in terms of taking the bridge from both sides, but they're just that bit too slow to the railway bridge because it's blown, and he doesn't, and they don't get that company over the bridge uh, uh, to tab up south to the town so but they nevertheless improvise change the plan and push on because because frost and his guys are thrusters you know they're they're, their thing is that they they won't stop and there's a brilliant account of frost taking the entire battalion in through someone's house through a couple of gardens then back into the another house and and back out going round the high ground avoiding the gunfire from the high ground at
1: dane break and yeah
0: yeah and, and and you know an, an old lady protesting is basically the entire or two entire companies and headquarters come through the come through the gardens of the house and literally he does a sort of he does a sort of dog leg so that they the avoids a the
1: direct fire from the high ground yeah. yeah 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 and he's thinking like that and he's moving he's on. left on a cane isn't it Peter Kane right he's a guy who's he's, his platoon is sent off to yes up the up the railway yeah yeah you where know, uh, the twins from the Devon twins. although someone on Twitter said they weren't from Devon they were from Cornwall.
0: Cornwall, yeah anyway but 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 it's really really but what's really interesting is that uh, you know and they run into an armored car they go get the six pound and the armored part car decides discretion is the part of better part of valor and disappears after the used after the used to big lug after the station and I think it's really really interesting because what Frost does and and it's one of the interesting one of the things we talked about a lot um was you know that you've you've got contrasting terrain for everyone to have to deal with so mm. some people are fighting in woods some people are fighting in wide open spaces and some of its built-up area what frost does is he uses the built-up area to his advantage by mouse holding through houses and gardens and all this sort of stuff and that's how he gets to the bridge yet one para and we went up to the one para route leopard the top route where they get entangled in the woods and it's this whole business of a couple of guys get hurt, a couple of people get
1: lost. We well, you know, they've spent four hours there doing just, well, before, just a tritting and getting nowhere.
0: And your and your company that was 120 men is now 90?
1: Yeah.
0: And they're just they're just people being peeled off bit by bit. And what's really interesting is one para don't stop all night. They turn around, they go back, they, they, and they try and go all the way back down from their northern route to, to get on, um, uh, on the southern route, on the lion route whereas it's three power that stop in Oosterbeek at, at the the moment where stopping is a is, is probably critical to the the whole thing. But even, th- and you know, and that's, we took part of the picture there is <clears> that General Urquhart has gone, Major General Urquhart has gone forward to find out what's happening and f- is attached to Lieutenant Colonel Fitch's headquarters with the brigadier, with Lathbury, who's also gone forward to find out what his brigade's doing. And that, Arguably, is probably why they halt for the night, because they've got the general with them and the brigadier.
1: And, and they're thinking and about Earth. Hopkinson the year before Exactly, it's all going forward, getting himself killed. Exactly. And as but, if, to prove the point, as you, you, you pointed out when we were there, General Cussin, who is the uh, German commander of Arnhem, gets himself killed by British paratroopers that afternoon, doing exactly that.
0: Yeah, because he's, he's ruffling rushing rushing about- around on his own. Yeah, trying to, trying to find out what's happening or speak to someone. Uh, 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 but, but, but I still think, I uh, you know, when you look at what the 406 do in Nijmegen and how they they basically keep off balance long enough to make a critical difference to battle, and then they're annihilated and the SS turn up and everyone thinks, oh, it's the SS that fought the Nijmegen battle and held up the 82nd. It, it, you know, it's dad's army, that the, the, the German dad's army that kind of do it in Nijmegen. I think that I think and I've been really, really thinking about this an awful lot since we got back. <laughs> I mean, I really have, because I think no matter what Urquhart did, he was they, the Germans were inside his decision loop. They were inside his ability to react to them and inside it. They were inside the Arnhem, the, 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 the British Arnhem plan to the point where there was the, I think there's nothing he could have done to make it go differently. The more I think
1: about it. Mm, I, I'm not sure I agree with that. Because <laughs> I, I think that I think the whole plan is predicated on the assumption that there's gonna be no hardly any enemy troops there. So they start yeah. having cute plans about taking the high ground and all the rest of it. And they're yeah. also thinking a bit like Gavin. Yeah. You know, get the high ground, you know, then then you've got a firm base, all this kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Whereas actually what they should have done is said you know, a much better plan would be right the moment you get off. Just everyone head for the bridge. Yeah. Get there as quickly as you possibly can. Line route is yeah. quick. You know, it's the best yeah. best route. Soon as you've, if you come into any any opposition, get out of the way. Move around a house. Just get out of the way. Just whatever happens, just get quickly to the bridge.
0: Yeah. You don't
1: need to assemble and form up in battalions um, because they're paratroopers. They're just they know what they're doing. They, you can you can assemble at the bridge. Yeah. If you've I mean, got the- if you've got two thirds of that force of those three three battalions down at the bridge, straight away, and you'd even got there an hour earlier than they did, it would have made all the difference. Yeah, I know, but but, but I think... They got, all they got to do is hold on to it, because the thing but, is, once they're there...
0: Frost has the reputation as the thruster. The others
1: don't. Why not? Why Why, why, why not? They're you, well, exactly. They're shall be battalion commanders. Exactly. So Why have you got those men in that position? Exactly. So, so, so
0: there's something there's something else going on that's making the jelly wobble here, as
1: well as the. You know, why haven't you got? Why haven't you got? You know, if you, do you think Hill would have faffed around? No.
0: No, I don't. Or Pearson. Or no. Pearson. No. Would they have faffed I them out? I don't know, but that that's that. But then. Dobie, Dobie going north, he's not faffing about. He's doing, he's trying to, he's trying to carry out his plan. And his misfortune is he run, you know, he's going north and trying to come in round the town, north of the railway line. And the railway line dictates the territory, dictates the ground so much. He's trying to go around to the north. And his misfortune is he bumps into the first Germans to arrive, coming from elsewhere, basically, doesn't he? Uh, 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 That's his, that's his misfortune. So he's, I mean... I, I mean, I've really been. I've I think, really- well, I
1: think they're, they're they're right that they've they they focused on the bridges yeah. much more than 82nd Airborne do. I think. Oh yeah, but yeah. I just
0: think
1: I think that I think it's it's so so the principle is right. I just I just think it's poorly executed. Yeah, yeah, and I think they're they're too slow off those off those drop zones because well, they get there still- and it's and it all seems nice and quiet and there's no one around yeah. and you know just huge great open fields. And they think oh this is a cakewalk. No one's around here, and they—you know—they should have all known that the moment they land, they've just got to get going. Yeah, don't fuck about. You know, don't faff around. You know, yeah. um, um, speed of manoeuvre is absolutely key to the whole thing. But, 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 Cuda, it's a de man operation. I know, but you
0: look at, but you look at, you look at. I mean, because the other thing, I mean, one of the other things uh, that was really fantastic is, is we, we um, having so we walked lion route on the Tuesday night and foot and weary went to the pub. And uh, which was had a predictable outcome. And then on Wednesday, we, we ver- visited the various locations of of, of the battlefield. And uh, and the first one we went to, we went out to the where the lo- dra- drop zones and landing zones are. And when you stand and look at these spectacular, vast, defined, wide open spaces, you go, "Well, okay, it's completely understandable why the air planners would put, pick these." It's it's. It's obvious, isn't it? Why wouldn't you, if you're if you're trying to mitigate risk, and also if you're trying to make sure that you you land you land your airborne soldiers in the right place so they can form up and, and, and then approach battle in an orderly manner, which is what they're desperate to do because every single parachute operation up to that point they haven't been able to do because the drops have been disastrously scattered and all that sort of thing. You you stand in those landing zones, you go, well, I'd choose these. That's what's so mad about it, because they are the single thing. The one thing anyone knows is that landing zones are too far away. That's the problem. Landing zones are too far away. It's the one thing everyone knows. But then look at how
1: suitable they are. <laughs> well, yeah, and also I don't, I don't think they, they necessarily. I don't think necessarily they are. I mean, drop zone X. I don't think is particularly too far away. No. I mean, we did it in three hours. Second battalion did it in five. Yeah. You know yeah. they were they were down by two thirty. Why? You know, I just don't understand why they. They're just so slow getting off, yeah. Get, getting going.
0: Well, Lathbury holds them for an hour. L- you know, well, that I mean, his... What's that all about? I, I, I mean, I don't know. I think you know. It's, if, I... if you're
1: if you're a coup operation operation, the whole thing is surprise and speed yeah. and the initial moments. What the heck are you doing, faffing about?
0: Yeah. Well, just your, get US, it. your USP is that you've arrived out of nowhere, so you should make the yeah, most. And of also,
1: it. it's it's not as this whole kind of forming up and assembling stuff is just. I, I just think it's absolutely nonsense. These these are, these are paratroopers. You know, no, but, they're supposed to use their own initiative,
0: but they're, yes, but they're having—they're they, getting to fight their fantasy battle where they can form
1: up, and uh, that, 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 thats what's happening, isn't it? Yeah, is but it's, that they, it's, but it's great. They're, but they but but in their obsession for order after the what everyone's forgetting is that actually, despite all the chaos on D-Day, they were remarkably yeah. successful. You know, yeah. the, the, the sick Fairborn. They blew up all the bridges across the Div. They secured the bridges across the the Con Canal and the River Orn. You know, the 82nd Airborne and the 101st Airborne did everything that they needed to do. There was absolutely no problem about it whatsoever.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's... I mean, anyway. You know,
1: and troops were mixed up and they were fine. Uh, if if yeah. there's one thing that proved the the, the how well trained they were, it was their ability to operate in ad hoc, hoc, hoc formations. I mean, after all, Easy Company and the, and the Breakout Manor and those guns that wasn't entirely Easy Company. There was someone from D Company, wasn't there? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Well, this is but this is the thing, isn't it? Is that is that is that what seems to then what well because th- what then seems to happen is then. When they try improvising, it starts go. It, it it compounds the problems. You know, uh,
1: but they're trying to they're trying to improvise in an organized way rather than just yeah. just doing it. All you got to yeah. do is just go get to the bridges. Yeah, yeah. Whatever happens, doesn't matter. You know, chaos yeah. will will. You know, it'll be chaos. It, uh, you know, that's yeah. what James Hill said.
0: Yeah, he says chaos will reign. That's right.
1: You yeah. know, don't worry about it. Yeah, you know, we're paratroopers. We can deal with that. Just get yeah. to the bridge. That's all you got to yeah. do. I mean, it's. I don't
0: know. I still in think daylight. I, it's, I, not, I it's not I mean, like it's
1: darkness. It's daylight. I know
0: it's daylight. But this is but this is the point. Is that it, it is first airborne have got it in their heads that they want to do things in an orderly manner because because well, well they've just got that wrong. That's the point. Well, well I, know, I, know, I know, I know, they have, I know they have, I mean, you know You they're but,
1: trying to be too orderly. Yeah.
0: I mean, the thing is, the thing is, is if if it if it had worked, we wouldn't be we, we would we would be going on about what how Brilliant, they were rather than sort of muffed opportunities. Yes, but it was the, only going the... to
1: work if Arnhem was completely undefended or yeah. defended by kind of you know six-rate troops, yeah, which it wasn't,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I don't know. I mean, one of the things I,
0: th- I mean, we we talk a lot about walking the ground, don't we? And um, on this podcast, and we so did you, you, you and we walked all the ground and. The we walked the perimeter on the on that was the last thing we did basically was it was walk, walk the entire length of the used to be perimeter. And what, what's striking about that is it's not really what's it defending itself, basically, isn't yep. it? They're, they're just defending themselves, there's yep. no no ground of any significance. They've you know, the, the, they lose the west of Boeing um high ground and the ferry with it,
1: yep.
0: The, it, it's well, that rubber proves
1: my point about the bridge. You don't need yeah. the high ground.
0: No, no, I know. If they I could know.
1: survive all those days in the perimeter, yeah, on diminishing ration, you know, diminishing ammo, yeah, diminishing numbers of troops, yeah, then with pretty much full strength airborne division or, or, or a decent chunk of it at the yeah. bridge, they should have been absolutely fine,
0: yeah. Well, even a, a whole brigade, you get yeah, them, right, get, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it, uh, yeah. But this is the, the – so what – I mean, on Twitter the other day, Jim, you, you, you tweeted, I've figured it out. I've got it all worked out.
1: <laughs> In likeness <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I was being ironic. But, um, yeah. uh, I mean, obviously I haven't got it all figured out. It's just the whole thing about it. It's just, it's just so frustrating, isn't it? Because you've got these yeah. amazing troops. You've got lots of incredibly uh, proficient people. You know, it gets so far. I mean, I think I think on one level it doesn't. It's still yeah. a mountain to climb. On another level, when you look at it, you know, it is just that one bridge that isn't taken, Yeah, the bridge too far. But actually, what I've got, you know, there's a lot of historians who would say it never had a chance. It was madcap. I mean, and PCA's yeah. in this camp. He thinks it was bonkers. It couldn't be sustained even if they did get the Arnhem Bridge. Yeah. You know, what are they going to do? But, I mean, it's yeah. interesting that they never lose the ground they take. The only ground they lose is that tiny little kind of non-pocket in Arnhem itself but they get the whole of the island pretty much and they don't lose that there's fighting on the island of course but it's but it's a small bridge hit by the Germans and they don't lose that they don't lose Nijmegen they don't lose the gross big heights um they hold on to Beak they hold on to Mook um it's there for the launch plan for Veritable so um you know, I think it could have been exploited, and of course, had it been successful, then you would shove more troops into it, wouldn't you? You yeah. would divert first well, army would, and all the rest of it.
0: Well, yes, it would. Cha- it would. Cha- it would change completely, change
1: the complexion of. So, the- so, so, what of Peter's big arguments? Is that you couldn't possibly, even if you won, won the, you know, you achieved what you needed to achieve in Market Garden, you then couldn't exploit from it because it was unsustainable. But you would there um, westwards and take um, Rotterdam, Rotterdam, wouldn't you? You know. Yeah. And the Germans would be forced to either be encircled or, or bug out. Yeah, um, and then you could exploit by eastwards through round the round the top. So, you know, I think it it, it could have could have led to a, a, a different outcome or a, a shortening of the war. I don't know. I mean, you know, it's a, a horrible what if, and obviously we don't do what ifs <laughs> but that, in the show. But, that's, but, but, that's... but 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 I do think it could have worked.
0: Yeah, but this is why people revisit it, isn't it? Really. Yeah. Um. Uh, uh, um. That, that that that's the that's the truth and i almost you know when i when i read books about it I'm almost willing them to get it right this time they never do
1: yes exactly exactly <laughs> so one day anyway, one anyway day.
0: um uh there will be more of this in our live stream for our patreons uh tonight um, <laughs> just
1: in case you haven't had enough of it just in case you had already enough of it.
0: and and and, <laughs> and I, I, we look forward to the sidebar of shame of people asking us probing questions and trying to derail this uh Our sort of weirdly buoyant view of the (laughs) operational market. Thanks for listening. Don't forget, We Have Ways Fest, 22nd of July to the 24th of July, a weekend of uh, talks, tanks, and tankards. Basically, Um, a a very agreeable summer's weekend to be had near Silverstone. You have been listening to We Have Ways of Make You Talk with me, Al Murray, and James Holland. Thanks for listening. Bye bye.
1: Cheerio.